Well, it's a Thursday morning, and for the last time this year, Mike Schultz is joining your pals Dave and Darren in the morning here on Planet 93.9. Are you threatening us? To talk about the movie, so I'm just letting everybody know we're not here next week. Oh, yeah. Mike Schultz is an editor, and he's a movie critic there at River City's Reader, and he has seen some movies. So and we're going to talk about I have, yes. And you two, yeah. you two have a lot of talking to do. Well, ah. I wanted to get started with this because the best movie I've seen all year, and I, I don't see a sliver of the movies that Mike sees. You don't. But far and away, the best movie I've seen all year is Godzilla Minus One. Ain't that the truth? And it's I'm, so good. I'm telling you, Mike, mm-hmm. I went in there with high expectations after your yeah. review. Yeah. It exceeded it. I'm so glad. All That's of wonderful. Isn't it something? It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It is moving, and it's scary. It's everything. It's I, just the greatest. I was going to see the movie uh, at 53rd Street, and I texted Mike, and Mike said, hold on, pal. It's going to be at the last picture house in a couple days. That would be an ideal place to see it, because they've got that Dolby at yeah. sound. Yeah. It's a loud movie. It is a loud movie. And it needs to be, because it's yeah. Godzilla. Yeah. That last picture house is Everything that you've been told that it is. Right, it's but it amazing. was amazing. But it was going to be loud anywhere you saw it. For sure. But yeah. again, there's only like, right, four or five Godzilla scenes. That's it. And the rest of it's actually quite quiet. It's so and, smart. It's yeah. a lot like Jaws. Yes. Oh, Jaws very is scary much. because you barely see the shark. Okay, so I didn't realize that. So yeah. Godzilla only shows up a little bit. Oh, he, there, and he's there. not in it a ton. Um, and then there are shots, I mean, much like Jaws again, where you just kind of see him off in the background, like on the side of the screen, and you're like, what are you doing over there, you freak? Yeah. You know? Right. Because he's awful. He's just a bad, bad lizard in this. He's, oh, he's which so is, mean. Uh, which, uh, uh, it, 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 there's there's uh, one scene where they're out on a boat, and it's like, this is an homage, a straight yes. homage yeah. to Jaws. <laughs> yeah, it's a straight clearly. lift. Right? Uh, I mean, I was expecting one of them to say in Japanese, we're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, it's brilliant. It's got heart. It's, you know... Gene Siskel, rest his soul. Gene Siskel said this once, and it stuck with me. Uh, if you want to get a, a thumbs up from him, or at least a three-star review in the pages of the Chicago Tribune, he said there's two criteria. Take me somewhere I've never been, and make me care about the characters. Very nice. I've seen uh, 20 Godzilla movies, but you really do care about the people you in that really movie. You really care. And, like, yes. all of them. Yeah, right? All the guys on the boat are amazing. Uh, the little makeshift family is incredible. I mean, yeah, the the neighbor across the way. Yes. Oh my gosh. And they, she's got layers. She's got layers. Right. Exactly. And it's yeah. And it's. But I was not. Was I wrong about the It's a Wonderful Life thing? And by the end, you're just like I, I can't stop crying. I, I <laughs> stupid. I was able to hold it together and not cry. Oh, good for you. But okay. boy, you couldn't wipe the grin off my face leaving that theater. Yeah. And we, uh, I went with with some friends, and we all took our kids. Mm-hmm. And the boys went nuts for it. I mean, everyone oh, was like, it's the most perfect So they movie. weren't, uh, they're not jaded enough to. No, everybody, yeah. everybody my, my loved that My old boss, movie. Jeff, who, who will tell you he doesn't like much, uh, wrote me and said, I love that movie. I mean, everybody I've talked to who's seen it thinks it's spectacular. So this is what I wanted to talk to you yeah. about before we get into uh, the reviews. Okay. A, a larger discussion that, that, that gives me hope. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. This has been a rough year for the big action pictures. Yes. I mean, the movies that were supposed to make a billion dollars did not. Did not. I mean, Indiana Jones was a flop. Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible was a flop. Uh, 
the Marvel movies are to the point where nobody's watching them. The DC movies we have already given up on. Yeah. All of these movies, like this Aquaman that's coming out, is going to lose a fortune. And that's all yeah. you're going to hear There's about. still no reviews on it. They're holding back. No, nope. that's not, not yet. That's not great. <laughs> right. That's not a good sign. Yeah. I'm going to ask you this, and you probably know. How much did Godzilla minus one cost to me? I actually did know that a few days ago when a friend texted it, but I want to say it's like $35 million. Um, $35 million to make that thing look like 200 Mike, the answer is Ooh. $15 oh, for the love of million. Oh, dollars. no. That wow. movie cost $15 oh. million dollars to make. That's insane. So are you going to have wow. movie executives use that as an example? You really should. There was one, I'm not sure if you remember, from the fall called The Creator, which is uh, this kind of futuristic... Uh, movie about robots that are taking over the world. That's the one with uh, Denzel with, Washington's With Denzel kid. Washington's kid. Yeah. That cost, I think, $80 million, 75 okay. 80 All And right. it didn't make a ton, but it made decent bank, but it looks like $200 million. So, yeah, I think this is the year they look at that, and especially Godzilla, and say, okay, what are we doing with $300 <laughs> right. million? Dollars? Right. That's if what I'm do that saying. With 15, yeah, well, can I know? see the catering bill? Yeah, right. Exactly. And and maybe it's because, you know, I, I don't know, maybe the Toho studio doesn't have the Hollywood system where, like, movies need to lose money for everyone to make money. I don't, I don't understand how any of that works. There are one or two scenes in Godzilla where the CGI is not great, but you're kind of thinking, well, you know, this used to be a guy in a rubber suit, so it's still, yeah. a, it's still an improvement. Sure. But that movie was made... For $15 million. <laughs> so Does great. Hollywood look at the success of this film yeah. and say, wait a minute, we can make a movie for a fraction of what we're making it for. Yeah. What we need is a really good script that makes us care about the people that are in and it. There you go. That's and more and important. Something we haven't seen before. Just and like, to Gene, be just fair, like Gene told and us. And to be fair, back in the day, I'd have been watching this movie in a rubber suit. So that's an improvement. There's there that. you go. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. 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 million dollars. There, I know Hollywood's got to be paying attention to that because, I mean, yeah, the, the profit margin they've made on that already. And, of course, it's made, what, maybe 40, 50 million here. It's, um, it's nuts overseas, right. as you can sure. imagine, too. So it's doing incredible. I mean, well. you could have a billion-dollar movie that costs $15 million yeah, right. to make. No. That's it's the sort inspiring. of thing Hollywood's going to look at and go, yeah. we need to rethink this. There's another Hire God some of those talents, too. Please. There's another Godzilla movie coming out, but it's the Hollywood legendary pictures uh, version that comes out in March where King Kong and Godzilla have yeah. to team up. Well. And when you watch the trailer, they're running like superheroes, and you think, that's, that's not what we want. Right. We, we're telling you with our money what we want with this Godzilla but minus one. But it's too late. You well, know, yeah, of course. It it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it's too late. And, <laughs> Had they known that a year I'm, ago. And I, yeah, and I'm sure they're like going, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Much right. like the Aquaman sequel, I think, where they were like, nobody cares about superheroes anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Information that would have been useful three right. years ago when we greenlit this nonsense. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, dude, I, I'm so happy you liked it. That's I really great. cannot recommend it it's, enough. It's terrific. It's it, still it, top ten for me, for sure. The performances are wonderful. I mean, yeah. it, it's got everything. And, yeah, you're you're not wrong. Like, they don't play the game where, because this is the thing, Godzilla is not supposed to be a friend. Godzilla is the embodiment of destruction in, yeah. in post-war Japan. Like, yes. he's not supposed to be somebody that we he's use to fight other aliens. Right. <laughs> right. He's just a big jerk. Yeah, he's a major jerk. And the boys, by the way, didn't 
uh, didn't mind reading the film for two hours? They no. were okay with that? No. Great. No. Good. No, Good. it was it, it just can't say enough about it. Oh, I'm so happy. Go and see yes, Godzilla indeed. Minus One. And my recommendation would be to go see it at the last picture house in downtown Davenport because that sound is ridiculous. So this, great. The thing they do before, we also did the uh, Found Footage Festival there, which yeah, is a completely right. different, uh, different vibe. Okay. That was great as well. Good, I'm glad. Um, the sound there, they, they do this thing before the movie where they demonstrate what the sound can do at the last picture house mm-hmm. where like a bird flies around your head. It's nuts. Mm. You got to yeah. check it out. Really enjoy it, dude. But that's not why you called, Mike. Uh, thanks for letting me vent about uh, I Godzilla. Am, what a pleasure. We could we could talk about that the whole time it if just, you want. It just makes me hopeful <laughs> that if this can this could convince them to start making better movies. Yeah, we can go. Yes, from your lips to God's ears. Right? Uh, yeah. Let's hope. I hope. What was yeah. what was Wonka like? That was the big Wonka movie was you pretty saw. decent. I was okay. surprised. Yeah, yeah. Um, because like we hoped. It is more Paddington than anything. So it's, it's not, there's King. no, they don't try to be dark in any way. Huh? No, not at all. No. Which is my biggest gripe about it. Yeah, because okay, because they could have used it, huh? He, they could have used it. It's He's a very nice Willy Wonka. Uh, and so what I mentioned was that it's best to go in and completely divorce yourself from all memories of Gene Wilder and Johnny Depp. Just, yeah. he's, he's a sweet kid with a sweet tooth and he yeah. wants to put a smile on everyone's face. Yeah. The sequel, maybe we'll find out how he becomes a paranoid psychopath, uh, okay, you know. Okay, yeah. But in this one, he's just a, a, a big charmer. Timothy Chalamet is not interesting because he still doesn't have much personality and he can't really sing and he certainly can't dance. Um, but everybody else is scaled like on that Paddington level of storybook goofiness. So you've got like Olivia Coleman, you've got Hugh Grant, who's the greatest <laughs> thing in the world. And everyone is pitched so high that it's like, it becomes a it becomes a world of its own where you're like, oh, we're not even meant to think this could ever be happening in a real world. Yeah. And then Timothy shows up and it's like, oh, he's doing real world acting. So it doesn't quite fit. But everything else is great. It looks tremendous. The songs are decent. No real memorable ones, but they were pleasant. Yeah, um, yeah I had a good time. And the audience seemed to really enjoy it. I, I, it's going to be the biggest hit of Christmas for sure. Good. It's, yeah. Hugh Grant flies around a little bit. He does a little fly and... I had forgotten until you showed me that clip, but yes, he does. He's a, he's a, had me in stitches. I read in Great. your review that one of the qualms you had with the Hugh Grant performance is you have to wait until halfway through the movie for yeah. him to show up. Yeah, they, they make you wait more than an hour easily, okay. but right. uh, but then he he does he show up and he Oompa makes Loompa? it. He's the only one we see. Yeah, okay. He is Oompa Loompa singular. Yeah, yes. okay. But uh, it was good. Oh, I okay. So he just—I guess that he starts the well, juggle comedy I take, with well, one I take Oompa it Loompa? back. There is there is a flashback scene where you see like the land of the Oompa Loompas. Okay, and so you do see. I that was wrong of me. Uh, you do see them. They're just not part of the story. Yeah. Okay, so you, you think there's going to be a sequel? They set it up yeah. for a sequel. Okay. Yeah, because we need to find out how. I think we need to find out how we got to be so paranoid and and devise these. Yeah. These, you know, these basically ways to torture children yeah. in his, you know, enchanted castle. I never thought of it until I read your review, but the original 1971 Willy Wonka uh, and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. It's kind of a Saw movie, if you think about it. It really <laughs> is. It so is. Right? I think the earliest I was ever terrified by a movie is watching Augustus Gloop get stuck in the tube where he's he's... You know where the chocolate is like giving him an enema, basically. You know and it, that because he looked in pain, yeah. and Willy Wonka is like, "Yeah, that sucks." And, <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm like going, "But the grown-ups, you're supposed to want to get the kid out. Why don't you want to do yeah. that?" Really, and traumatized me as a five-year-old, six-year-old. Yeah. Every time we mention this, people tell me I'm imagining it. But go and watch the movie. 
they cut a real chicken. They cut a chicken's head off. They cut a real chicken's head off in that movie. Yeah. When yeah. when he's having his yeah. episode, yeah, right. We're starting. <laughs> Things are getting interesting. <laughs> yeah. They cut a real chicken's head off in that movie. Oh, it's yeah, it's so great. So that doesn't happen in one. No, That's what I want no, you to tell no, it's, me. It's pleasant yeah. as all get out. I might have to go check that out. Yeah, okay. yeah, you'll you'll. It'll be playing forever. You also saw a movie called The Boys in the Boat. Okay, here we go. All right. Buckle up. Buckle up. So this is opening on Christmas Day. Uh Um, It's a George Clooney movie. It's a George Clooney picture. In that he directed it. Yeah. Does he show up in it He does not show up in it anywhere. All right. Um, It's opening on Christmas. There was a preview on Sunday that I was like, oh, I catch this now and not have to see as many movies over Christmas. It is about the 1936 American crew team who went to the Berlin Olympics and uh, and triumphed at the Berlin Olympics. It is a pick your up by your bootstraps triumph of the underdog sports uh, film. Yeah, nothing really inherently wrong with that. Yeah, um, but Gene Siskel would have hated it because not a single person in this movie has any character whatsoever. So it's about you're eight, not interested in no, any of them. eight eight. Complete blanks uh-huh. uh, that you don't care about. And I was a little offended because they do have a scene where they go to Berlin and they meet Jesse Owens. This is the reason, of course, we know the 1936 yes. Berlin Olympics. And he gets two lines of dialogue and then we're done with him. <laughs> and so the whole movie really feels very much like, well, yeah, Jesse Owens was great, but how about these eight white guys? We did <laughs> yeah. stuff too in Berlin. We were there. Uh-huh. And it's and the whole thing feels like that. It feels like a movie from the 1940s when they wanted to like rally the troops during World War II, without a single credible line of dialogue, a single interesting performance, not a surprise to be found, except for how terribly they treat Jesse Owens. I hated this thing. Huh. It was so, it was a, it was so offensive. Yeah. And crew is not really a sport that you can get that excited about. No, I mean, yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, I suppose broke. you could. And I still don't know what a coxswain does. I really don't. He sits at the front of the boat and yells at them, and yeah. that's like a... That's and a, that's, that's you're part of the job? team? Yeah. You're part you of get the a team? medal as well? You get a medal for that? Oh, sure. man. Sure, that Jesse Owens won a bunch of races, but I yelled yeah. real good. But it, what about me, see? Yeah. Row, 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 row. That's it. Go faster, guys. It fails on literally every level because you don't find out what he does, and so therefore you don't find out what training is like. I mean, like how you get good at it, yeah. except... They're young and American and yeah. from the Depression and, you know. Yeah. And that's so everything about it. So and this the, and the made score, your list. Yeah, huh? it's made the list. The score is pummeling you in the head. I was, oh, oh I hated no. everything about it. All right. So I'm glad I got out of the way and it didn't ruin my Christmas. You also saw I wonder movie. how George Clooney was so deaf to all of this. It feels, oh, here's another thing it feels like. It feels like George's attempt to get Fox News viewers to love him. You know, uh-huh. it's, it, is, it is one of those movies where it's like that you, because you know they don't. You know, <laughs> they're just not fans of George uh, because he's too liberal. And this feels very much like, hey, I can I can be as conservative as anybody. So it was really obnoxious. Huh. Yeah. You also saw a movie called Chicken Run, Dawn, Dawn of, of the, the Nugget. Nugget. Dawn of the Nugget. Another Chicken Run movie. Yeah, first one in 23 years. Who asked for this? Nobody. <laughs> it's... Chicken Run is del- is delightful. I mean, it was the last time I saw it in the year 2000 when it was the first Aardman movie, feature-length Aardman movie ever to come out before Wallace and Gromit and before uh, uh, the Shaun the Sheep movies. And it's perfectly pleasant. It's about uh, chickens who wanted, uh, don't want to get captured by this mean old lady who wants to turn them into nuggets. That's pretty much it. But it's got clever British humor, and it's claymation. That's always kind of fun yeah. to watch. 
It was perfectly pleasant. Are you knocking out uh, at least one of your movies a week at the uh, Last Picture House? I'm gonna. I will certainly try. I can't this upcoming weekend because of scheduling problems. Yeah. And I won't be in town for Ferrari, but I'm certainly hoping to. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah. Well, we got to talk about the movies you're going to see. Yeah. Uh, oh, it, real fast. I, yeah. I saw one more oh. that I have not reviewed. Oh, well, we're getting a scoop. I saw Maestro, the Bradley oh, yeah, Cooper yeah. as Leonard Bernstein right. movie. Yeah. It started on Netflix yesterday. And? Yeah. And I loved it for about the first half hour, and yeah. then not so much. Oh, okay. uh, we can talk about that one later. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it wound up more. I'll watch it again, but... It starts out great and then becomes kind of what, what was that? What did I just see? There's isn't there a new there's a new Zack Snyder movie on Netflix today. Oh, I heard there is. Yeah, Rebel Moon. Right. I don't know anything about it. But. Uh, it's not. It's well, I'm. I don't want to say anything in the uh, and influence uh, any opinions. Here. Okay. But that's one I think. You sh- <laughs> I think you should watch. Okay. I think I'll you should commit to watching to Rebel Moon on Netflix. Okay. It's a multi-million dollar Zack Snyder thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bring it on. We're sending you off to see Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, director James Wan and Jason Momoa, <laughs> along with Patrick Wilson and Nicole Kidman, return in the sequel to the highest grossing DC movie of all time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of that one. Having either. failed to defeat Aquaman the first time, Black Manta, still driven by the need to avenge his father's death, will stop at nothing to take Aquaman down once and for all. This time, Black Manta is more formidable than ever before, wielding the power of the mythic Black Trident, which unleashes an ancient and malevolent force. Okay. I, I, you know, they're, they're hiding this one pretty, pretty effectively. They started with the previews. I mean, I don't think we saw previews for this until forever, you know, either. So the, the, no, no, no. Uh, the, the commercials look horrendous. It was so bad. Yeah, and Momoa's not going to be playing the character anymore. I think we've talked about this before, too, where it's right. like, well, people already know that they're not going to see a third Aquaman, so what's the none point of, of seeing the second none one? None of yeah. this matters. Right. In, in the scheme of whatever the, the DC of, universe yes. is. Exactly. Also, this uh, holiday season, Mike, we're sending you to see a new, uh, Mike, uh, what is the name of the studio? Uh, Illumination. These are the people that do the Minions movies. Mm-hmm. Some bird stuff, huh? Migration. Yeah. Uh, the people that gave us Despicable Me and Sing and the Secret Life of Pets movies. Uh, this time, they're inviting you to take flight into the thrill of the unknown with a funny, feathered family vacation like no other Okay. in migration. The Mallard family is in a bit of a rut. While Dad Mac is content to keep his family safe, paddling around their New England pond forever, Mom Pam is eager to shake things up and show their kids... <laughs> The whole wide world. <laughs> so they migrate. The duck named Pam makes me happy. That's kind of funny. One of the ducks is yeah. voiced by Danny DeVito, and that might be enough for me to okay. pay to see this yeah. movie. Yeah, I hear there's also a new Minions short before the movie. Okay. You well, know, all right, bring them that. on. They're fun. Uh, we're also getting The Iron Claw. Yeah. Which yeah. is That's a movie. Last Picture House. Yes. yes. That's right. one I'm going to go see. Okay. Uh, the true story of the Von Erich brothers, who were wrestlers back in the 80s. Were there two or three of them? Um, there were four. Four yes. of them. Or five. Or five. Yeah, no, there were, I know there were five who existed. Through tragedy <laughs> and triumph under the shadow of their domineering father and coach, the brothers seek larger-than-life immortality on the biggest stage in sports. That's the Iron Claw. It's the saddest story ever. I mean, the real-life story is super So sad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Bring it on. Merry Christmas. And you also, <laughs> we also have an a, a edgy rom-com. Yeah, right. Uh, the Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell star in Anyone But You. Yeah. 
The previews make me giggle. It's kind of funny. In the edgy comedy Anyone But You, B and Ben look like the perfect couple, but after an amazing first date, something happens that turns their fiery hot attraction ice cold until they find themselves unexpectedly thrust together at a destination wedding in Australia. Yeah. So they do what any two mature adults would do. They pretend to be a couple. There you go. I, I'm looking forward to it. They're, they're both under the radar talents. It would be, you know, yeah, bring it on. They could be fun. Are there any other movies opening up? That yeah. We need to know? Uh, between Ferrari, this and, right? and, well, we got Ferrari, of course, on Sunday. Oh, right. On Christmas Day. We've right. got the Color Purple musical opens on Christmas Day as well. And uh, tomorrow, or maybe later today, I guess, at the Davenport Cineplex, we have Poor Things, the new uh, Yorgos Lanthimos, where Emma Stone plays basically the bride of Frankenstein. Huh. It's uh, okay. you know, oh, she she's a young, you know this one? A young she woman. She should be able to do that. Yeah. A young woman brought back to life by the brilliant and unorthodox scientist, Dr. Goodwin Baxter, played by Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, under yeah, Baxter's, and he should be able to do that. <laughs> yes, under Baxter's protection, Bella is eager to learn. <laughs> hungry for the worldliness she is lacking, she runs off with Duncan Wedderburn, played by Mark Ruffalo, a slick and debauched lawyer, on a whirlwind adventure across the continents. Free from the prejudices of her times, Bella grows steadfast in her purpose to stand for equality and liberation. The reviews are off the hook. They say she's amazing. I can't. I can't wait. Um, and I love Yorgos Lanthimos' movies. What, el- what else has he made? Uh, the Favorite with Olivia Colman uh, and Emma Stone, the one that won Olivia Colman an Oscar, and it's a great Greek movie called Dogtooth. Uh, yeah, he's, he's just weird and nasty, and he's got a great sense of humor that works for me. Yeah. That is an awful lot of movies for Mike Schultz. That's to a lot. Go We're going to have see. to talk, uh, do a speed round again maybe in two weeks. We'll okay. do a lightning, lightning round, round in the there new year. You can read Mike's reviews of all of these movies in the pages of the River Cities Reader and online at rcreader.com. Mike, Merry Christmas. Thanks yes. for coming to in. you as well, Jen. Have a good Thank break. Thank you. You guys as well.